hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. You know, I've been doing tons of work with different entrepreneurs for all different reasons. Some haven't started, some have started, some are stuck, you know, including myself. I get stuck too, you know, really, we've all got things that just jam us up and we need that bit of extra help from a third party, you know, to help move us through it and to even think about things. One of the things with entrepreneurs is that a lot of people think, ah, this um this person is an overnight success. You know, they just got the Midas touch. Suddenly they've got this entrepreneurial, um, I don't know, business or, or whatever they've got going on. And we think, wow, look at that. They, they, they just did it. They touched the gold. Oh, that's not true. Every single entrepreneur has had so many failures. And I don't call them failures. I think it's feedback. But let's call it failures for the sake of this argument. So many um, things have gone wrong and so many businesses didn't work in the lead up to them finally snagging one that did. And I can tell you that even when they snag one that did, entrepreneurial spirit uh, doesn't just let you stop at one and you keep going and you still keep having failures. And that's just part of the, that's part of the journey. It's part of the learning. And sometimes though, we'll have a whole lot of uh failures and then we do stumble upon something that really grabs our heart and we just know it's our life's work and my next guest today's guest is going to talk about that but he is also um, a mindset coach and I think that you know stuff Tommy will talk about today is that it it really is the thing that is in our way is our mind you know we we are the person we are the thing that is in our own way and we imagine all this other stuff, you know, that other people are saying things, they're criticizing, and this might happen and that might happen. But in actual fact, everything is about our own mind. So I want I want to bring on Tommy. He's absolutely fantastic. Let me tell you about him. So Tommy Walker is a mindset, business, and life coach, and better known as the mind engineer. He started his entrepreneurial journey more than 21 years ago and has endured many struggles. But the past 10 years has seen Tommy's success transform as a result of studying and working on the mind. He has created two successful businesses, focusing mainly on the mindset and has reached more than 120,000 people and has been invited to offer lectures around the world. He has combined the best practices in the world, mixing the entrepreneurial journey and mindset to develop rapid transformational reprogramming. Combining coaching, neuroscience, inner child connection, self-awareness, and emotional intelligence. Tommy is the author of Mindset Secrets and the founder of Unleashing Your Mindset for Success. He's now living his dream life with his wife and kids in the mountains. How good does that sound? Welcome, Tommy. Thank you very much, Gary. Thank you for having me here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Is it uh, snowing there at the moment or... It's summer. We have the very similar weather as Australia right now. We're in summer now. Because you're you're in Argentina. South America, exactly. I'm in the mountains in South America. Oh, that sounds magnificent. Yeah. You do, I don't think you have all the poisonous snakes that we have, though, do you? No, luckily we don't. Here in Bariloche, let me think a second. I think if there are, there are very little, but we don't. No, we, no, we don't. You guys, you... It's complicated over there, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, summer's not the best, but that's okay. We just deal with it and it's off and we go. So in the um the winter, you've got beautiful snow in the mountains and you take your family snowing and uh, skiing and that sounds magic. That sounds amazing. And yes. that yes. is a result of living the living the life you love, doing living your dreams and 
building flexibility into your into your work. So, um, Tommy, you've, uh, as I said in the intro, you know, you you've had many many failures, and we love to see failure as a, a learning opportunity. And sometimes in the moment, it, it hurts. It really hurts and kicks us in the guts, and we're kind of you know doubt whether we can get back up, but we can, and they're great opportunities. So. At the moment, you've got the rapid transformational reprogramming system, you know, and that took a long time to get to. What happened before that? Like, what? Did, where did you start? Did you leave school saying, one day I'm going to do this program? <laughs> <laughs> of course not, Karen. That's the truth. The thing is, when I was in school, I wanted to become a doctor first. I was into biology. Then I, I wanted to repro- until I went into programming, computer programming. So now I'm doing mind reprogramming, but I used to do programming. Uh, when I was a kid, I was a self-study. I started university to become a um, uh, programmer, but it, it didn't resonate with me studying that. I, it really resonated just studying on my own, you know, do some stuff, but going to university, seeing so many subjects that I didn't even care for in our system here. It's like, you don't, you don't have electives at the beginning. It's just, they throw everything at you. You got to study. So I really struggled for many years. I did like three or four times first year, kind of the first semester and I couldn't pass. I was struggling a lot. So I started doubting if that was the route that I was wanting to go because, you know, Although I was working very good, I was making tons of money. At that time, when I was 18, I was making nearly the amount of money my dad was making and him working at Ford Motor Company as an operator there. But he has been there for, I don't know, 30 years, 25 years. Mm. And I was making nearly the same amount of money he was making. It was unbelievable. I was kind of a guy that he would go from interview to interview saying, those guys are paying me X amount of money. So if you make, if you offer me more, I'm going to move here and work here. If not, I'm not moving. It was just living the dream, quote unquote. That's what I thought. Yeah. But something didn't resonate inside of me. And I quit that. And I want to live to the States to, to that time in California. I want to work to a ski area as a lift operator, earning five bucks an hour. Yep. So making tons of money, living in the city and not happy. Like I talk to a lot of people and they say like, yeah, when I have this amount of money, I'm going to be happy. Yep. And it makes me giggle and inside of me because I used to make so much money when I was a kid and I wasn't happy. So back then I already realized that, that money wasn't the big thing that was going to make me happy. Although, yeah, we, we want it and we needed to live, pay taxes and pay bills, whatever. It wasn't going to make me happy. So I went to the States and there I started thinking of different ways of starting businesses because I didn't want to work for somebody else. I wanted to work for my own. But as you mentioned, I failed many times. It was, I started something, it didn't work. I, I invented back then, we're talking about, I don't know, 2000, 1999. I kind of invented, it was kind of a Google, but for uh, adventure, um, tourism and rock climbing and um, doing all these things on, on in nature because I loved it. So I started looking around the world who offered rock climbing, who offered kayaking and things like that. And I did a database. It wasn't very big, but it was quite nice. I found different things around the world where you could do different things and you had discounts and things like that. Well, I got a virus code into this account and it deleted everything. So I lost all the information that went into the drain. It didn't work. And I kept on going. I kept on trying different things, but nothing seemed to work. It was struggle after struggle, failure after failure. That was kind of my starting point. Mm. It's an interesting, you say, to going back to your uni days. Isn't it amazing, though, that we, you know, when we're doing, we can be intelligent, but when we're doing something that we are not passionate about and it's not resonating with us, we become stupid, which we're not really, but we just can't, we cannot adapt to it. We cannot um, get good grades. We cannot, we, we just can't manage it. And it's so important that we really follow our heart, you know, and find what, what's that thing that lights me up? Because, and I used to work at a, a cheese factory of all places. And one of the guys I worked with was a vet and he I said, why did you come and work at a cheese factory? And it, which wasn't his dream job, of course, but he said, I hated being a vet. I, I was only a vet because my dad told me I should be a vet, you know, and I, I hear that all the time. And it's so, it's such a shame. And, and I would rather, as you have done, failure after failure, things don't work, they go down the drain. But that journey of discovering what, what I truly love is is so it's so important. And I love that you 
you, you know, you love the mountains and you love the, the, I'm surprised you're not doing a job more in nature, actually, but maybe that's just your playground. I did it for many years, Karen. The truth is I did that job for many years. I started a training facility in 2003, training facility in emergency care, and I loved offering wilderness emergency care. So I went into the wild and offered training, and I did that for many years. I spent 15 days in a row, 12 days in a row, no, 12 days in a row in um, nature teaching people how to rescue, how to take care of somebody that got injured in the mountains, in the desert, whatever, in a remote area. So I did that for many years. But after a while, it was, you know, living in a camping site and a tent and things like that. So it's like as I grow, I grew older, it's like I still love nature, but I want to live it in a different way. You know, ski area, cutting a lift and going up, you know, not having to hike up the mountain all the time. I still like that, of course, but it's not all the time doing that. And I enjoyed a lot nature. I traveled around my country a lot. I got to meet tons of people, amazing places. I am from my country. I think I need to go visit two or three specific things that are kind of big nature things in my country, but the rest of the country, I was able to move around and get to know it. So I still love nature and live in nature now, but I'm living nature in a different way. That's awesome. So when you, um, you've only just sort of really locked yourself into this um, rapid transformational reprogramming in the last few years. And prior to that, before you actually stumbled upon it and said, ah, that's it. And I want to talk about that discovery too. Were you at a point at a low point, you know, that you were saying to your wife, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Do you, you know, were you, did you experience that? Yeah. A lot of that for many years. Yeah. I even got into a very dark place. I started a marriage that wasn't working, but we started just to make it work because we needed to make work our marriage. So I was dating a woman. She wanted to have plans together. We weren't a good fit, but we couldn't split because in a way we felt that we needed that love from each other. Like we weren't loving ourselves, so we needed that love from each other. So we both embarked in this journey as a marriage and we just destroyed it, both of us. And it was a mess. My company wasn't doing well. It was barely making it. So I, I hit pretty dark places. I even had, I didn't do it, but I started thinking like, how could I take my life? I was thinking I was living near the, the train state, like a train, um, yeah, the train rails. And I was thinking of just jumping in front of a train because I was going to be the fastest and easiest golden way of taking my life and not suffering or anything. Because I, 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 got, I had that thought a couple of times because nothing was working. My marriage was falling apart, so I was a failure as a guy because my marriage was falling apart. My, I wasn't taking it well with my friends. My family, they weren't supporting the marriage. They weren't supporting me at all. So I felt alone. They were still there, but I didn't feel it, you know? Mm. So all of that made me feel so much loneliness that I just wanted to take my life and, and just get rid of it. I was tired. But I kept on trying, kept on trying. And it was in 2009 that I started working with a mentor coach, spiritual teacher, that she just changed my life. It was, this is where all that came today. Everything came from that starting point back then. A friend of mine that was, I was very bullied at school. I believed in something more than, you know, just this world. So I started reading about spirituality. I read the nine, what was the name in English? I don't remember the name in English. The, the novena revelation, the ninth revelation, something like that, that uh, some guys in Peru find some transcripts and about spirituality and things like that. And I, I started doubting everything. Was it you know? the Celestine prophecy? Yeah, the Celestine's Prophecy. There we go in English. Thank you very much. I read it in Spanish. So I remember the name in Spanish. But the Celestine's Prophecy, and that opened my mind. I started trying to picture how to see the aura, you know, energy and things like that. But back then I was a weirdo. Imagine we're talking about 1994. 1994, the people around me didn't talk about that. I was a weirdo. I was already the weirdo at school. Imagine if I, I was a magician. I loved energy, uh, hypnotism. I was looking a bunch of things around it. And I was a weirdo. Mm -hmm. It confirmed me even more that I was the weirdo. So my best friend was laughing at me. In 2008, he came to me and said, Tommy, I've been listening to your stuff for so many years and laughing at you. I found this woman that's doing similar thing as you are, and it changed my life. Mm -hmm. I want you to meet her. And that's when things started to change. It was unreal. Wow. And so, and so what, when you met her, did you just suddenly have an epiphany? Like, oh my God, this is what I've been looking for all my life. And finally, all of the dots joined. You felt like that? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like many times, and this I want to share with your audience because it's very important. We go through things. I go into the States to work at a ski area at five bucks an hour. Like people would say, you're crazy. What are you doing? Now, as I look back, how I can connect the dots, everything brought me to be right here where I'm right now. Even, you know, quitting my amazing paying job, even destroy my, 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 my marriage, even whatever I went through struggling. Like I tell people a couple of years ago, I was scammed $10,000 and it was the best thing that could happen to me. Back then I felt bad. Don't get me wrong. I felt bad. I felt a failure. I had failed my family. I felt like I felt really bad. But when I started working on what was going on inside of me, what were the negative limiting and false beliefs this experience was bringing up, was surfacing. I started learning so much and growing that I tell you, Karen, I would go back and do exactly the same things again. I don't regret anything because all of those things brought me exactly when I can fit, I could connect those dots. So many times, as you said, when we're going through struggles, they're just bringing things that we need to deal with to get lost our false self to become our true self. Yeah. I agree. And we've talked about that on a lot of these podcasts is, is that everything in our past, you know, at times we were like pulling our hair out, like, oh, why is this happening? You know, and I feel so lost. But when you look back, they do all connect, you know, and it's, um, it's, it's marvelous. And every time we have that, we make a decision, we're at a crossroads, do you, you know, we're, we're at an intersection and something in that point actually pushes us in one direction you know and we we half the time we don't know why we went that way you know and we sometimes we go that way out of I just don't know where else to go but when you look back it's amazing how how it all how it all connects I love the process of life you know and don't get me wrong I'm like yeah I have days where I just want to kill people, you know, I'm just like, oh, I hate today, you know, and I have days where I'm like, I quit, I give up, I can't do this shit anymore, I'm I'm going to find a job, but it's that entrepreneurial spirit, isn't it, that need for freedom, that need to um, have self-determination, you know, and that understanding that you truly can have self-determination, that's the thing that says, no, you're not, <laughs> you, no, you're not. You're going to go to bed and you're going to get back up in the morning and you're going to have another crack at it. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I love being like that. And I think that people like you and I and all the people I interview on here, we experience the highs and lows a lot more, you, you, you know, than just the evenness of a job. But I reckon those highs and lows, even the lows are the things that, make you feel alive the lows what i tell people the lows when we stay suffering in the lows is because we're holding on into something that we shouldn't be holding on so if i'm feeling pain the pain yes the pain is there but as i start suffering the pain what's happening is i'm holding on to a negative limiting of false belief around something specific like again my marriage it wasn't working it was painful of course but there was suffering why because if i quit that marriage i felt like i was a loser i was a failure in life because i couldn't break up that marriage you know i was supposed to stay married for the rest of my life that was i didn't even know i had that program in my mind so if i broke up that marriage i was gonna of course you know suffer for the rest of my life because i screwed up in in my marriage but it was the best thing it could happen because it wasn't going for either of us so holding on to that belief that i'm going to be a screw up for the rest of my life if i I finished this marriage, you know, made me stay. So the lows that I was going through, I was so low and I couldn't get out of there because I was afraid of being a failure for bringing from ending this marriage. Mm. So we're holding on to something that we're ready to let go. That's why the, te- the, the challenge comes our way because we're ready to let go. Some people don't let go. So they keep going back and, you know, to the same challenges. And some people, maybe they go to the same challenge, but a different consciousness. And that's the other thing. We're building consciousness. So I look the same spot again, but through a higher consciousness. So it's not the same spot. It's a little bit different. Yep. So we need to understand that too. So challenges are ways that life is throwing us at us so that we can become our true self. Mm. 
And it's a matter of listening to it, isn't it? A matter of paying attention. Well, I love all this. So um, I want to tell me about the rapid uh, rapid transformational reprogramming. So you you got to a point where you, you were with your mentor. You, you obviously did a lot of work with her to work on your own mindset and to, to um, well, I guess to discover what's truly meaningful to you and, and your true gifts and to bring them out to the world through a program or through... Um, I guess through a vehicle that is true to you and you at some point you went what did you say ah I've got it I know what I'm going to do or or was there several little trials in there there were several little trials the truth is I've been helping people for the past 10 years as soon as I started learning these techniques with my mentor I started sharing them they were so powerful with my life they were changing me so I started sharing with the people so as I have this training facility that I help people in training them how to deal with emergency care, I started helping them and guiding them through different struggles they had. People would come to me and say, hey, you know, Tommy, I'm having a hard time with my wife. I'm having a hard time with my girlfriend. You know, people just coming. Since I was a kid, I was the guy to go to. Whatever problem you had, I don't know why. I had a magnet, people come to me. And back then I didn't have much experience, but I just listened. I was there and maybe gave a couple of tips, but I'm mostly listening. As I grew up, I wanted to learn more about that, but I went to emergency care, things like that. But as I was in emergency care, I saw the impact that seeing people suffering and seeing people dying was creating an emergency care personnel, fire, police, you know, all those type of line of works. So I started thinking like, we got to do something. I was already in mindset. So I started sharing some tools. And as I started sharing, I saw the impact. I said like, whoa, you know, I got to start doing this more and more. So I started transitioning into emergency care to mind care. <laughs> now I'm into yeah. mind care. <laughs> I love it. I know we can't travel at the moment because of the world's just a, a lock, <laughs> complete lockdown. But prior to COVID, you were traveling to places, you know, around the world, sharing your sharing your stories at universities and stuff like that. And so, what did you, uh, as you were sharing this information to groups, were you noticing people's lights coming on? You know, just people going. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. It was just amazing because I got to do that. I was invited to several conferences around the world. I was invited to different places to share this knowledge. So as I started sharing, I started seeing people that didn't like it at all. I had people that got very angry at me with the things that I was saying because it was very deep and people were not ready to listen to it. But most people, most people were just loving. After the conference, after the, the talk or the seminar, whatever I did, people came over and said like, whoa. I have never thought about the things you had just told me. I've, I have been repressing my fear. I have been repressing all my emotions because that's what we were taught. And you can talk a little bit about caring. You were talking about different things to share with people. One of the biggest struggles that entrepreneurs have is the fears, the negative emotions that come up. Mm-hmm. If we understand that negative emotions are triggered by negative beliefs that were taught to us as we were kids or we made up as we were kids. So first of all, we need to understand that negative feelings, negative emotions are not bad. Since we were mm-hmm. kids, Karen, our parents would tell us, if you're afraid, Karen, don't be, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Don't be angry. Don't be this. Don't be that. So they were attaching something negative to your being. So mm-hmm. as you didn't want your being to be something wrong, what did you do? You started repressing your emotions. So that's why most people struggle with their emotions because they cannot connect with them because they have the false belief that if I connect with my emotions, people are going to reject me. And it happens. Don't get me wrong. That's a false belief. And on top of that, it's confirmed because if I start talking about how sad I feel, how depressed I am, a lot of people are going to move away from me. Oh, Tommy's so negative. The Mm -hmm. truth is, it's bothering you that I'm so negative. The truth is that you are not dealing with your negativity and it bothers you that I'm dealing with my negativity. Mm. Makes sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. We yeah. start repressing all our emotions. So why why am I seeing correctly if I'm smiling and I'm happy and I'm joyful? But if I'm sad, if I'm depressed, people look at me, look down on me. Why? Mm. Why am I allowed to be happy and not allowed to be angry? If I'm breaking something, I'm hurting someone. No, of course. Come on. You know, we got to set boundaries. But if I'm angry and I'm not hurting anybody, I'm just angry. You know, I'm angry. Why am I not allowed to do that? But we repress ourselves. It's like negative emotions are not allowed, you know? And that's what happens with most entrepreneurs. And that's the biggest struggle. Because I feel frustrated. I feel a failure. I feel not good enough. I feel fear. And I repress it, repress it, repress it, repress it. 
and that's eventually going to make me quit my business because I'm not dealing with it. It keeps building up, it keeps building up till the moment I say, this is enough. And Karen, they're saying that 60 to 70% of entrepreneurs quit their business in the first year. That's alarming. Like, I, And that's why I want to start helping entrepreneurs stop doing that because there's a lot of people that have amazing you know, history, amazing things that they want to share and they're not doing it. They want to quit or go back to their job or stay at their job. And that's scary. And I don't want, I don't want that to happen. You know, I want them to be able to get their business going, do the impact that they're, 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 they're going to do with what they want to do. Right. A hundred percent. I agree with you. And every single person, if we are true to ourselves, which is hard, do you, you know, but if we are true to it, because, of the, and, and not just because of mindset, but because of this whole backlog of our history being told, you know, so it's very hard to truly be yourself, but each one of us, is born with these amazing gifts and as we learn you know information and knowledge and experience and everything the gifts grow and grow and grow and if if only we could all just burst out you know with with what it is we're here to do wow can you imagine the world we we wouldn't be in the mess we're in you know we it would be incredible. Unfortunately, we are locked in a world where we've got all these beliefs and it's it's only because of people like you, you know, that are out there training people in mindset, you know, that we can have opportunities, you know, to break through and say, oh, my God, you know, I, I do have something. I can do something. Here I am to, to give my gift to the world. And I think that if we get to the end of our lives and we haven't, we, we haven't fulfilled our, you know, sharing of our gift, what a waste of a life. What what a waste. We're not just, I don't believe, and I'm probably one of these cuckoo people like you. I don't believe that we're just blood and flesh and bones. You know, we are not. We're energy that is incredible, you know, and harnessed in the right way. We, we have such a big impact. You know, everything, we're energy, the world's energy, everything's energy. Everything we do, it, it affects everything we touch and it's um, you know this. I'm not telling you any secrets, am I, Tommy? Okay, repeating it to your audience. Don't worry. They 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 need to listen <laughs> it over and over again. It's it's a good reminder for us too, you know, because we forget. I find myself sometimes very in the human part, you know, paying bills, you know, doing this, doing that. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And I forget my spiritual part. So it's good reminder. We all need it. I've been doing this for ten years, and we always need a reminder. Oh well, no, that we're spiritual beings that we have a gift to others. And it's our mission, if we can, discover those gifts. And what people tell me, like, how do I discover my gifts? Trying. I, my gifts didn't fall off the sky and said, I want to be a reprogrammer of the mind. I want to be an emergency care trainer. No. I tried. I, I wanted to be a ski instructor. Back then, when I started, of course, in a ski area as a lift operator, I looked up at the ski instructor and said, I want to be one of them. I didn't know how to ski, but I want to be a ski instructor. And you know what? I became a ski instructor. I worked for several years in the state of ski instructor. Then I said, I want to try this. I want to be an avalanche uh, rescue personnel trainer. And I did that. It didn't fulfill me as I thought it was going to be. I started moving away from different things. So emergency care made me feel like I was doing what I wanted to. And then as I started transitioning to this new thing, it's like today I feel that this is the thing I want to do. And it doesn't mean I'm going to do it for 20 more years. Maybe in the, along the road, I find something else. So I'm open. So I'm sharing my gifts that I have since I started and I'm finding my mission along the way. There's no one mission. We might have more than one mission. So we got to be open and test, test and test as we test a funnel, as we test a podcast, see if people resonate, if I test a title book, whatever, I'm testing. Our mission is the exact same thing. How do I feel about doing this? I'm going to try it for a couple of months. Oh, it didn't work. Okay. What did I learn from this? You know, it's yeah. not a failure. It's not something bad. The businesses that didn't work for me gave me so much value out of it that it was like paying a course, but not paying, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I love what you're saying. You know, it's, it's about we build our mission in life, you know, and my mission is to make a better world. My mission is to, you know, make a kinder world, to get, you know, improve equality, all that sort of stuff. So that doesn't change. You know, we're, we're always on that. This is me. This is what I want to bring to the world. 
But what you're saying, and, and I so agree, is that the vehicle can change. You know, I'm going to ride a motorbike for two years and then I might switch to a car and, oh, look, that bus looks interesting. But they're all heading in the same direction. You know, they're all bringing that stuff together. And and you're right, we do need reminders, you know, and and when you said before, I'm just repeating, oh, well, I said I'm just repeating it. But it's funny how that somebody can hear, and, and for my audience, but even for me, you know, you hear the same message 30, 40 times, but it's not until you hear it on that one next time that you go, ah, I get it. Suddenly something is different and, and I get it. So I agree, we've got to repeat it. And I'm like, I, I, I crash every day. I do humanness every day, <laughs> you know, and it's like, ah, get back up, you know, and it's, and, you know, I have to remind myself often. Now, when you're working with people, um, what's the most common barrier or challenge or blockage, whatever, that they present with. And so what are the three main ones or what's the main one? So it's really funny. I, I Four years ago when I started developing these lectures for conferences and I was going to different countries offering lectures, I wanted to start expanding. So I got in touch with a guy that um, he was in emergency care. He was, he was well known in the States around this. So I wanted to talk to him. And I started talking to him and he's like, you cannot compare a guy from China, a guy from Australia, and a guy from the States. They're all different. They have different backgrounds, different parents. You cannot say that they have similar limiting diagnosis with ESA. And back then, I didn't have the experience I have today, you know? So after that, I started working more with more people. Last year, I worked one-on-one -on -one with 180 people. So imagine it's not a big number like statistics, but it's enough to see, you know, the thing repeating over and over again. And I've yeah. talked lectures around the world, and I reach a lot of people, and I keep listening to the same things. So after all these years, all the lives I've talked to, people I've impacted, everything, the main things we see normally, they can change a little bit, but I'm not good enough. I'm inadequate. There's something wrong with me. From there, you can yeah. be like, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm not valuable. Like, it's like there's a collective consciousness when we're born on Earth that comes with that imprint. Like, Tommy, you want to go to Earth? Okay, here you go. I'm not good enough. <laughs> and then you're born in a family that needs to reinforce that collective consciousness. It came in with, it's seriously, I, I cannot say it's like that, of course, but confirm it, but it's weird because everybody, everybody has the same thing. I work with people around the States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, India, Spain, UK, Ireland, Argentina, Chile, all around the world. We deal with the same exact same. It doesn't matter your parents, exactly like the story changed, of course, for each person. But how the mind creates the negativity inside of your mind is not exactly the same. I can, I'm not going to say that, but it's very, very, very similar. It's amazing. The thing is, I want to add to this because some people say, oh, then I do affirmations. I'm good enough. I'm done. No, that's why affirmation doesn't work for 50, 60 or 70% of people out there. Because they are, I don't feel good enough. And I start telling myself I'm good enough your subconscious mind that has a memory where you confirm through your dad or mom that you weren't good enough, it's not gonna work. You can tell yourself I'm good enough, but it's not gonna happen. Why? Because there are past experiences that made you believe that you're not good enough. So instead of talking to you today, you need to go talk to your younger self from your past, understand what he went or she went through when you were a kid. Why did that belief come up and explain to that person what happened. So I was working today with a woman. She is, uh, she has gone up in the ladder in a company, okay? And she gets meeting every week with people all around the world. And she's talking with big shots from the company. She's high in the ladder, but she has higher people there. And she was telling me like the big, the short version is she was feeling a fraud. So she's afraid somebody's gonna try to make her trip to take her job, you know, and get in there and do her job. So we started looking into her past and I said, okay, what do you remember from your past? What's coming up? And as she was explaining what she was feeling today, she told me, Tommy, now I remember that when I was a kid, I was in a dictation test. I didn't study. I was doing really bad. She was seven years old, Karen, seven years old. And the nun there started screaming at her really badly because she wasn't doing well at the, at the dictation. And she humiliated her. She made her feel really bad. She really treated her badly. So when I asked that little girl how she was feeling, you know what she said? I feel a fraud. So the yeah. exact same thing she went through when she was seven, she was looking at the world with those binoculars, these lenses of I'm a, I'm a fraud. 
So whatever happens on the outside kind of confirms that she's a fraud. So whenever she saw teammates laughing over the computer, like Zoom, many faces laughing, she would say, what did I do wrong? What did I say? Did I do something mm. wrong? She would start blaming her about other people maybe criticizing her or judging her because she was criticized and judged by this nun. And like that, we have tons of events in our life where we created these negative, limited, and false beliefs. So as we reprogrammed that little girl telling her that she had nothing to do with this, she didn't study. She wasn't stupid. She was good enough. The thing is, she didn't study. So the nun, instead of understanding, the mom wasn't there to sit down and study with her. So she needed that love, that attention. Mom wasn't there. She didn't get to study. And that's what she was failing in the exam. She, this little girl need love, need support, and need attention. Not screaming or blaming her or making her feel a stupid or, or fool because she didn't do well in the test. As we change that and we reprogram that event in her past, her face transformed and she was like, whoa, I'm feeling much better now. It doesn't mean she's going to be feeling better every day from now on, but she was feeling a little bit better. And she, as she does this work and keep reprogramming her mind in different events, your life starts changing. It's just amazing. Well, and you're right, it doesn't change in one in one understanding of it, you know, but it's it's the shifting it from the unconscious to the conscious, you know, and where I can now see, oh, this pattern's happening again. And now I know why. That's when we can start. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it amazing how many things we're told as kids? And, and it doesn't mean that people were nasty to us. Like we can be told many, many things out of a parent caring about us, you know, don't go outside, you might get kidnapped, <laughs> Do you, know, you know, that sort of stuff. And so we're always like, oh, I hope there's no one out there going to kidnap me. No, that's a bad example. But it, but we do get told a yeah. lot of those sort of things. And um, you got to work, work hard to be someone, Karen. Yes. <laughs> you got to work yeah. hard to be someone. What? Or you got to you got to study to be someone. That's crap. You are already someone. We need to teach our kids that they are already a being, that they don't yeah. need to do anything or achieve anything to be someone, that just by being themselves, they are someone. Then they can study, then they can work, then they can make money. But if we teach our kids, as we were taught, that we need to do something to be recognized, accepted, and be someone, we are screwed. That's when we start creating these low self-esteem, self-doubt and all these problems that our kids and then we bring that our kids we bring to the world yeah yeah i agree um my parents were fantastic right and and they still are like my parents are the sort of people that say have never told us what we should or shouldn't do you know as far as job goes never ever done that and have just let us make mistakes and have let us do our own thing so i'm so damn lucky in that way but I've imposed a belief myself. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard this because you're, you know, I think, what, what language are you, Spanish? Is, is Spanish? that Argentine? Spanish, Spanish, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I don't know whether it's in Spanish or not, but there's this, um, like a poem or a, a thing that, from when I was a kid, so Monday's child is full of grace, Tuesday's child is full of face or something, something like, I can't remember what it is but Saturday's child and I was born on Saturday and it says Saturday's child works hard for a living now when I was a kid I heard that and I nobody gave this to me I took it on myself and I grabbed that and I went oh well I have to work hard I've got to work hard or else I won't get any money and I know as an adult I recognize this you know only a couple of years ago the shit I've been hanging on to this and yet I still can't budge. <laughs> you know, it still haunts me. It still comes up and I say, Karen, stop that. Stop with that Saturday's child thing. But I keep noticing that it just keeps recurring and I have to keep booting it out and saying, no, no, that's not the truth. Go find that little Karen where you created it. Go find her. She needs yeah. to listen to it, not you today. If you, this is the thing, Karen, I hear a lot of people doing that. Oh, I got to get rid of this thought. I got to get rid of this thought. That hot thought has part, partly truth in it. So if I repress it, the thought doesn't go, doesn't go, sorry, it goes away, but it goes back into a subconscious mind. It doesn't go away. That's why you keep recurring the same thing. And that's why where I tell people, there's lots of gurus out there, big coaches saying these things. If you have a negative thought, it's not you. Just let it go and focus on something positive. 
that's crap. Sorry, guys, but that's crap. That's why most people are still struggling. And that's why most people are running after these coaches because they keep needing more and more feedback from them because they don't change their life. Like I went yeah. back to my coach, but at a different level, at a different level all the time. I was growing, 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 growing all the time. It wasn't that I went back to her because I was always stuck in the same thing. So I needed her. No, she empowered us to create our own life on our own, not depending on us. Yeah. She told us, I don't want you to depend on me. If you depend on me, I'm doing a bad job. And I love that. I see so many people like focus on positivity, you know, forget about your negative thoughts. They're not yeah. true. Yes, it's not true that it's you, but it has a part, partly true. That's why you cannot let it go. So what you need to do is face it. Okay, when I was a kid back then, Karen, you got to see that little Karen that she started believing that she needed to work because she, she was born on Saturday. So she, before what they were saying, okay, mom and dad were always right, quote unquote, always right for us as kids. So if they said that, it, it should be true. Maybe they were just joking, but you took it as the truth. So you need to talk to little Karen from your past, that eight-year-old, six-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old, whatever, ask her, hey, what's going on? What did you hear? I heard that Saturday kids have to work hard. Okay, I want to tell you something, that that is just a saying that people use. It's not true. There's no need to work hard. You can work smart. You can do whatever and start changing that kind of narrative that you created back then because it's imprinted in your subconscious mind. And you need to change it with little caring that created that, not you today. That's why you keep holding back onto that thought. And as you start reprogramming little Karen and looking, working every day with her, a couple of minutes, I'm not talking about hours, I'm talking about yeah. a couple of minutes every day, finding that little Karen and showing her that you don't need to work hard, that you need to work smart or whatever you want to create this new narrative yeah. and prove it through action because it's not about words, it's about also actions that are more important. As you prove that to that little Karen and you're there for her and you show her that you don't need to work hard, you need to work smart and blah, I guarantee that thought is going to start dissolving. But why? Because you're going to the root where it was created. If I mm. try here, it's going to keep coming back because it comes from here. It's like, imagine this. I see a light and I want to cover it up. Yeah, I cover it up, but it's still there. I can yeah. not see it, but it's still there. That's what we have become pros. And there's so many people with open-hearted, okay, I'm going to be wrong that they're trying these things about repressing or not focusing on negativity. They're doing it open-hearted, okay? They're not doing it on purpose, but they're teaching the wrong things because yeah. the thought is still in there. That's why so many people still struggle and they keep going back to these gurus, you know, all the time, trying to struggle with the same exact things over and over and over. I start working with people, Karen, and they keep coming back with different things. Sometimes it's the same thing after a while, but because they're at a different level looking down at it. But it's not that they're always in the same thing. Like, oh, I'm procrastinating again. I'm doing this again. I'm, I haven't overcome anything, you know? No, it's going up because you're evolving. Yeah. You know? And so many people are using, and I tease this, meditation, affirmations, uh, visualization, they're using the exact way as a cigarette or as alcohol. It's an addiction. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad about myself, so I go and meditate. I don't connect with myself. I connect with the universe. That's an addiction. Each time I move away from the pain with something externally or internally meditating, it's an addiction because I'm moving away from the pain. I love posting in groups and saying, what do you do when you feel sad? And you get thousands of comments, people saying, I go jump, I go walk, I go for a deuce, I take pictures, I, I eat, I blah, blah, blah. And you get lists of lists. Out of those lists, maybe 1% tells you, I go find what's going on inside of me that's bothering me. Mm. We are using healthy habits to keep covering up our crap, unfortunately. And I see that over and over. No, I love it. And I'm going to start today. I'm going to go back and have a chat to that little kid and say, no, no, that's not, that's not it. And we'll talk. I will. I'll do it every day. I promise but you. But do it in a loving way because, look, watch out. Just again, because people go and say, oh, that's not true. You know, that's enough. Stop with that. No, no. It's like open conversation. Be open to whatever comes from little Karen because she's going to talk back at you. It's really weird, Karen, but she's going to talk back at you. Because if you just say, ah, I don't believe that, she's going to say, like, why? Yeah, it is like that. Mom said it, you know? So you need to really start understanding how she feels, why she made up that, and then bring the truth 
after that. Because I've seen people that they bring the truth without processing whatever happened and the truth is just ejected again. So yep. you got to watch yep. out with that, okay? Fant- All right, fantastic. I love it. And what about um, money? Is this the same blockage that people have? Do you find many, a lot of people come to you saying with money blockages? A lot of people. Most people that I work with have money, although they come to me with because they're struggling with something, procrastination, they're struggling with whatever. When we start going deeper, I find most of people have problems with money. You know why? Look at this. Didn't you see Robin Hood when you were a kid? Yeah. yeah. What did Robin Hood do? Steal from the rich that were very selfish and have to feed the poor because the selfish rich people didn't do it. What example is that for a kid if you're needing role models? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You start learning that rich people are bad. Look at the movies out there. Rich people are the mean people. When have you seen a movie where a multimillionaire or millionaire really just gives away and helps with humanity or whatever? It doesn't happen, right? So we've been programmed that being having money is a bad thing. And on top of that, if our parents struggled with money because they had it or they didn't have it, whatever it is, we started creating limiting negative and false beliefs around money. Like I was working with a marketing coach, marketing coach. He was procrastinating 24-7. Like he wasn't procrastinating when he was sleeping. The rest of the day he was procrastinating. He couldn't get his business going. He knew what he needed to do, but he wasn't doing it. He, when I ask him, what do you think about money? I love money. I want to be a millionaire. I want this. I want a big house. He, you know, all these dreams, blah, 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 blah. We started going to the subconscious mind. We found that his dad had screwed up his family with money. So when I ask him, his young self, what did he think about money? His subconscious mind? The subconscious mind answered to me, I hate money. I don't want to be um, like my dad. He um, thought that if he had money, he was going to turn into his dad. So he was rejecting having clients screwing up himself from having clients, self-sabotaging, because if he had clients, he had money, he was going to become his dad, and he didn't want that. I bet there's a lot of stories like that. A lot of stories. You have no idea. Tons of stories. Again, parents that had money and struggled over money. Parents that didn't have money and struggled over money. Whenever there was a struggle, you start getting your own thoughts, your own beliefs around money, around love, around belief. Like There's so many things. Like I, I try, I'm like, I'm not perfect again. I try to question my entire belief system. I have changed as a person. I have changed as a parent. I have changed as a friend. I have changed in so many aspects in my life because I thought that love was difficult. Love was something that you had to work hard on it. Love was painful. Uh, Money was painful. Money was bad. Money was selfish, whatever. I had so many false beliefs that I didn't even know. And I still today, Karen, keep finding false beliefs inside of me. Well, and it is, it's a constant journey, isn't it? Constant, yes. constant, um, yeah. So tell us about your book. I love all these, this information too. I, I know that people are going to be listening to this go, oh, wow, I'm going to do that and I'm going to do it for sure, definitely. But tell us about your book, Mindset Secrets. And there's more to that. What's the rest of it? Uh, Mindset Secrets. <laughs> Mindset Secret for Entrepreneurs, but now I'm writing the Mindset Secret for a successful life or a happy life and finishing the title. Because I wrote, as I'm an entrepreneur and I, I'm helping a lot of entrepreneurs, I wrote that book specifically for entrepreneurs. But I'm also helping people that are not entrepreneurs. So they're like, tell me, I'm not an entrepreneur. And I tell them, you can still read the book because it has a lot of value for non-entrepreneurs. It can yeah. help you in love, relationships, success, whatever it is in your job. But I thought, why don't I just take away the parts that are dedicated to entrepreneurs and change some wordings and have the book just for life, happiness? I'm still finding the, the exact name, but it's going to be Mindset Secrets for life or true happy life or true happiness. I'm still figuring it out. It's going to be the same book, but it it talks about these things, about how your past, okay, your habits were created from negative emotions. Negative emotions are created from negative beliefs. How were your negative beliefs created? By looking at mom and dad. Mom and dad were not perfect. They were loving everything, but they weren't perfect. So if they were hard on you, talking to you or just expecting you to behave, to eat all your food, to have a bath, to brush your teeth, whatever. If they were hard on you, you start learning that there's something wrong with you because when mom and dad are have that kind of strong energy of you got to do what I say, you start believing that there's something wrong with me because I'm not allowed to decide what I want to do. Although you got to brush your teeth because then they're going to fall off, you know, 
but more in a loving way instead of in a hard way. And I'm a parent and guys, don't get me wrong. I still lose it sometimes with my kids. But the difference is that when I lose it, I go do some reflection. And a couple of minutes later, I go say, I tell them that I'm sorry, that I'm not, that Mm -hmm. I'm screaming at them or I'm not treating them well, because there's something in my mind that's bothering me from me, nothing to do with them. So I start doing the reprogramming since childhood. Yeah. I explain to them that there's nothing wrong with them, that they're not failures, that they're lovable. But sometimes I cannot show them the love that I have for them or how valuable they are or how loving they are. Make sense? Yeah, that's good. Wow. So, um, wow, I love it. Do you have, um, is there any tips out of the book that you want, um, you want to share? Yeah. So again, the belief system, Karen, as I was saying, we got to question our belief system. All our habits, whatever we're struggling today, is a repeating pattern from our past. So again, I was using that example of that kid that I was telling. She felt a fraud at school, and now she felt a fraud at work. So mm-hmm. whatever we're struggling today is just a replica, that's a replay of a memory from our past that just changed the memory is the same, the, the emotions and the feeling and everything, but the actors around you have changed. It's the exact yeah. same thing. You see people yeah. that go into a business or sorry, they go to a job, they have a crappy leader, crappy boss, they move to another job and then now they find another crappy job and they move to another job and they find another crappy job, another, sorry, crappy boss. So yeah, they yeah. keep repeating the same pattern. They go into a relationship, they break up, they go into another relationship, they find the same exact patterns. Because the patterns are not to do with that person. They got to do with me. I'm repeating them in my mind. And then I see them projected on the outside. So everything that's happening to us on the outside is a replica of what's going on in our subconscious mind. So whenever you're saying this person is making me feel blah, Karen, you are making me feel like a piece of crap. What I'm saying is three fingers pointing back at me. I am feeling myself that I'm, a, I'm crap. And you are reminding me that. Yeah. You see how different yeah. it is? I take accountability and I, I become powerful in my life because whatever you are making me feel, no. I am making myself feel that through you. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I love it. And it's a good book too. I downloaded it the other day and it's, you know, guys, if you yeah, just go and have a look and I'll give you the links in a, in a minute, but it's um, an ebook and it's easy to read and it's only six bucks or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's bloody fantastic. So, um, you know, you. get a look at the links after this. I downloaded it. And I love it. And it's, I, I read it, you know, in an hour, it's a fantastic mm-hmm. little book and it's full of, full of stuff. And, and it doesn't mean that you, once you read it, you're just going to transform. That's life doesn't work like that, but, you know, reading it over a few times and even just, a little gold nugget each time this is how we grow and life's not about fixing yourself in in two minutes that's not what life is life's a journey you know and and making improvements as we go so i love it i think it's a great little book it's a it's, it's wonderful and um so i guess if if people so you're doing these talks around the world, but you're also doing one-on-one coaching, and so people can contact you and, and do one-on-one coaching um, via Zoom, and of course that's the only way we're doing mm-hmm. it now. And you, it's just from listening to you, I know that you know having sessions with you would just bring breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough, which is so perfect. And I love what you said before about the you know positive. The, the toxic positivity, do you know, and I, I agree with that. I, I do have people that I know that are always just be positive, be positive, not to me, but I hear them saying, just be positive, be, you know, and you can't always be freaking positive. And if you're always positive, you, you, you're right. You're not looking at the shadow at all. You're just living in some dream world and life's not like that or can be, but it doesn't, it's not going to get you anywhere. You're going to drop into your grave tired. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That's true. Unfortunately, it is. But there's, as I said, there's big names out there that are teaching this toxic positivity and they're doing it with a lot of love because it worked for them, but they don't realize that deep, deep, deep down, there's something that they're not dealing with. And yeah, you can feel better. I have talked to people that say, yeah, I, I left addictions. I did this. I changed my life by being just positive. Okay. We'll see what happens in the next couple of 10 years, 20 years. We'll see. I hope not. But what I've seen over and over again, I've seen very successful people just fall down into a dark place because down the line, sometimes, as you said, we're spiritual beings evolving, right? 
sometime you need to get it get charge of that spiritual part and start developing maybe it's in this life maybe it's in a future life some people just go through life you know making tons of money don't care about anybody or you know doing whatever and that's their life okay that's fine but eventually what i believe is reincarnation that's the opportunity the universe gives us to really learn i'm a dad if my kid makes some mistakes and hope not but he dies if i had the power i would give him another chance you know and that's what i think the universe does to us if you screw up you make a mistake took your life whatever it is you're going to come back you're going to learn from yeah. that you got to go through the same steps again same challenges see if next time you grow from it and not fall into the pit if i've if i've had taken my life back then what i believe today is that i would have come back to this earth some people might say i'm crazy it doesn't work like whatever I, that's what i believe that's my belief system because yeah. as a father loving father to my kids and i'm not almighty universe whatever i would give myself another chance if, to my kids i would give yeah. them another chance so that's what i believe the universe does if we're spiritual beings evolving why should we go to another realm and keep evolving what no earth is school so we're, i agree we need to you know graduate yeah. from school if you're not ready you're going to come back and it's not penit it's not like a punishment it's just an yeah. opportunity to grow to learn I I a hundred percent align with you. Hundred percent believe that that this is this is school. We come to Earth to learn, you know, and we we make the choice to come back. You know, people might think I'm bloody mad too, but I don't care. That's what I believe as well. And I always say, no, I want to get it right. I want to get it right now because I'm not bloody coming back to do it again. And, you know, I'm not going back to do that thing again. I'll get it. I'll get that thing done now because, you know, I, I want to come back and do different things because I want to keep evolving. I'm not doing this life again to learn the same lesson. I, I'm not sure if I'll master that, but that's <laughs> that's always my intention and my plan. But no, I 100% align with you 100 percent. well i've absolutely loved this conversation absolutely loved it tommy it's been wonderful now i've got to ask you for your advice because we always do this it's um so this podcast is the get off the bench you know to inspire people to get off the bench um now you're living in the snow with your family with freedom with flexibility doing what you love um and you know you there's been all the struggles which we all know that and you can't have the perfect life with no rain no rainbow you know it's it, it's it's got to be a, a it's sort of a what do you call it? you know a dual world you know we have to have yeah. bad to get bored and everything else so but a lot of people give up before they reach that thing right and so this this podcast is to inspire people to get off the bench do that thing what advice would you give them if they're feeling like nothing's working you know i, I or i just can't get myself over that line what advice would you give keep trying guys keep trying <laughs> like we all been in the dark and the dark on the other side is the light we just need to break that wall and the wall might be a little bit thicker a little bit thinner whatever and maybe so many people they're about to make the breakthrough and they give up okay yeah. so we are amazing beings amazing being with so much potential spiritual being with so much potential that it's within us the story quick story that my mentor coach spiritual teacher taught us is that we are like golden statues that had fallen into the mud had collected mud and now we forgot we were golden and now we see ourselves as this piece of mud dirty ugly uneven whatever you know there's something wrong with us but as we chop off the mud and it's going to take time it's going to take you know as you said pain darkness whatever each darkness is a piece of mud we're chopping off to then be able to recognize the golden statue within us so it's like <laughs> tell me yeah i love it and you and i are so i always teach people we've got we're all born with this beautiful big diamond and i say diamond you're saying god shut right here and and as we get negative comments and as we've you know like things screw up and as we feel bad where it just gets covered in this greasy gunky shit you know mm -hmm. and eventually we cannot see that diamond we cannot believe in it and it takes years to just keep scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing but the core thing is that we know the diamonds there if we know that diamonds there 
it gives us hope. It gives us something to keep trying for. I lo- I love. I've loved talking to you. <laughs> Just absolutely. Same here. I mean, I love this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So we- the comment will be. We are amazing beings here on Earth. We're a piece of the universe that he is manifested as a human being here. So whatever we're struggling, although it seems that it's not going to end, it's going to be too hard for us, we're not going to make it. If it's happening in our life, the universe has your back. The universe knows that you're ready to go through that challenge. That's why it's putting it in front of you. The universe doesn't put a challenge in front of us if we're not ready. So if we're ready, I wouldn't put um, an algebra problem into in front of my three-year-old, my six-year-old, my eight-year-old. No way. I'm a loving parent. I wouldn't do that. So the universe is much more loving and pure and everything than me. How is it going to put a very difficult challenge in front of me that I'm not able to pass? If I'm not passing, if I'm not learning from it, it has to do only because of me. So if you are swimming in the darkness, in the mud, you know, you're stuck it is part of the process. There's light at the end. You're chopping off pieces of you. The more you're suffering, the more you're tied up into your belief system and you don't want to let go. The more you mm-hmm. let go, the faster you're going to go through that difficult situation. Ah, uh, Love it. Absolutely love it. Now, where can people find you? Website, Facebook, LinkedIn, Insta, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they could put Tommy Walker, Mind Engineer in Facebook. They're going to find me. They can look up unleashingyourmindset.com. Unleashingyourmindset.com is the website. So main thing, main things that I'm using is uh, Facebook and uh, the website. So Tommy Walker, the mind engineer, they're going to find me in Google and things like that. So I had a lot of free material. If you guys want to know, I got the book. And now if you're not an entrepreneur and you're not resonating with the mind secret for entrepreneurs, I'm about to release mind secrets for life for success for happiness whatever it is i'm still designing but it's going to be very very different yeah very sorry similar content but directed to people that are not entrepreneurs so they can resonate but it's very very similar but it's going to be nice so those are the ways to contact me again the book is like six bucks you know it's not much you can get it in in digital version start reading it and it has a lot of value i have put together my 21 years as an entrepreneur 10 years of as mindset coach the same exact things that I teach the people I work with one-on-one, I put them in the book. It's a little bit more, you know, summary, but it's still in the book. Easy reading, as Karen said, 84 page, I think it has. Really easy to read and it has lots of golden nuggets in there. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I hope people go get it because it was, um, yeah, it's a great book. And I've got it sitting there to read again. And I just pulled it out again. Thought, all oh, right, now there's something in there I want to ask Tommy about, which which you covered anyway. So it's it's um it's fantastic. And I, I hope people um I hope people do get it. I hope people look you up. I hope people even come to you, you know, for for some guidance and and have a couple of sessions with you. Is is it? Can you do stuff? Can you remove a, a lot in one session, or do you usually say five sessions, or you know, what sort of? Normally, I'm working monthly basis of four sessions to start with, yep. so people to get to know me, people try it out. And one of the things that I offer that very little people are doing out there is I offer guarantee. If you don't see changes, if it doesn't work for you, if you don't like it. You get your money back. Like I don't care about money, Karen. I love what I do. I'm a spiritual part, you know. I know I'm serving. Yeah. So if somebody invests money and I know it's money, I want to give them value. And if it doesn't give them value and it doesn't work for them, I give them back the money. Like I don't care. So that's the thing that I offer guarantee that very few people can do. And I've seen so powerful things. So what I tell people in the first couple of sessions, I had th- three people this week that started working with me. And they've seen already changes, small changes. Don't get me wrong, Karen, small changes. But as you start doing this work in the first one or two sessions, you know if this is the path for you and you start seeing changes. If it's not the path, that's fine. You get the money back. But it's not that in one session you can change everything. And unfortunately, I've seen people do that. I don't know what type of work they're doing. But what I've seen sometimes talking to some people is that they, again, repress their past. Yep. You know, so in one or two sessions, they feel much better because they're, they're making it better, the repression. They focus yeah. a lot in positivity, so they make big changes. But unfortunately, those big changes, it's like having my fridge, you know, it's dirty, my fridge. You know, I clean out on the outside. It's awesome. It's beautiful. But I have a peach in there that's rottening. The peach is still yeah. in there. So whatever negativity inside of me, if I don't deal with it, it's going to come out in cancer. You know how many diseases are out there now? People are dying from yeah. tons of diseases, many problems that even medicine cannot, you know, understand. So 
they're starting to all see all these immune, you know, all these immune problems and things like that. So I would rather get rid of the garbage inside of me than covering it up. But there's different techniques you can choose, of course. But I don't guarantee that in one session you're going to see big changes, but I can guarantee you're going to see small changes for sure. And you don't see them, you get the money back. Yeah. And they only need to be small, don't they? They're just going to be small and lasting, you know, and, and each one builds on each one. I, I love it. Tommy, I absolutely love this. Um, you know, I kind of don't want to hang up, but we better because you better go and get your dinner. But I <laughs> Thank you. I absolutely have loved this. And um, I look too. forward to staying in touch. And I, I know that the audience is going to get so much from this. So thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Carrie, for having me over. Thank you for your audience, of course, for listening. And I really appreciate this. It was an amazing talk with you. Thank you, Karen. You're an amazing woman. <laughs> You're amazing too. Thanks, Eves, Tommy. Loved it. See ya. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya. Hi, right, guys. That, I absolutely loved that. And, and, you know, I've got some work to do. I've got to go back and talk to my kid about... Um, my my inner child about uh, Saturday's child works hard for a living, and he's right. I have been doing that. I have been. I have recognised it, brought it to the surface, and been telling myself that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. But I have not gone back to my inner child and had that conversation. And um, and as he said, don't don't beat up the inner child. Just have a listen to what that kid comes back with and. Um, I'm going to do that and I hope you will do that too because I think that sometimes we think, ah, I'm not going to do that crap. You know, I'm an adult and, you know, you take responsibility for your life and I, I, I know that. I've seen it. I've heard so many people say that stuff and I don't think there's anything um, big in playing like, oh, I'm too cool to do that because we all have to be vulnerable. We all have to do whatever it takes to uh, work on our inner selves and it's a journey and uh, as I said we can never fix a lifetime of what's been going on but we can alleviate it we can you know relieve ourselves of some of the suffering that we put ourselves through and we don't even understand why we're suffering and I just love I absolutely love what Tommy's talking about I love what he's offering um you know, I, I love how he's so honest about it. Oh, you're not going to have a breakthrough in the first, uh, you know, two minutes. And, you know, there are so many people out there bullshitting and saying that you, you, you have a breakthrough, you know, I can fix your life, I can change it. And, and they're just hyping and they turn us off. And then when we, you know, hear genuine stuff about how our lives can be better and how we can make changes, we, we, we've already been burnt by so many people out there raving about bullshit that's you know, not going to change us. They make us victims so that then we feel we need to be rescued and, uh, you know, that's not what Tommy's doing and I, I love where he's coming from. So um, I, I'm kind of gone down that rabbit burrow and um, I'm not reminding you to get off the bench, but even I think I'll just just pause it here and say get off the bench as far as doing inner work look after your inner child look after yourself love yourself because it's our not loving ourselves that is the biggest blockage and it's getting in our way and it's stopping us from being the absolute true incredible magnificent being that we were put on this earth to be and that it, you know Please, please love yourself and love that inner child. I'm going to leave it there. Um, thanks again for joining me. And I really hope you go look up Tommy. I'm going to have all his stuff in the show notes. Check him out and have a fantastic week. Okay, see you next week. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.